Hi guys, and welcome back to the Date Night Podcast. This is such a good one. We have Alana Dunn from Seeing Other People. She has a podcast all about dating and relationships. And I felt like it was just me talking to my girlfriend, you know, about all of that stuff. And she has such good insight. Before we go on to bringing in Alana, I wanted to just thank you for all of your kind words about my engagement podcasts. Um, I know, and I've mentioned this on my stories, but when I was in my twenties, I was super judgmental. And I know that if I listened to my own podcast, you know, even five years ago, I would have been like this girl. I would have just been judging me so hard. Like this girl is desperate. She's for waiting so long or for, you know, dealing with all the stuff that she dealt with, or this guy is not clearly not even wanting to marry her and she's forcing him. I don't know. I would have just had so many judgments and maybe a lot of you still did, but thank you if you did for keeping it to yourself. And for all of you that DM me, you know, thanking me for being honest. I appreciate that so much. Like I've said before, typically all you see is that picture on Instagram that people post or the video of the proposal. And it all seems like a fairy tale and you know, no one knows what goes on behind the scenes leading up to that point. And just in general in life, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So, you know, don't take anything at face value. Everyone has their own shit going on. Um, And I hope this podcast could just shed some light on that. And my goal is to be like 100% honest all the time. So anyway, without further ado, I'm going to have Alana come on here and just remind you guys to please, you know, subscribe, comment, you know, all that stuff. (laughs) It's super helpful for me to continue, continue doing this. Anyway, enjoy. Hi, Lana. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can you just introduce yourself? How old are you? Where are you from? Yes, I am 27 years old. I grew up in Westchester, New York, and I now live on the Upper East Side. So oh, me too. Neighbors. Yes, I, didn't I get know. a lot of recommendations from you. Oh and my your God. So thank you for planning my life out for me. I love that. Yeah, so I host the dating podcast, Seeing Other People, and my goal with it is to really just help people feel less alone in their dating struggles. Like as you know, as everyone listening knows, dating is really, really hard. And a lot of times we feel like what we're going through makes us feel really isolated and confused and like, what's wrong with me and why can everyone else find love, but I can't. And it's like, you know, all of these problems are very normal and very relatable and anything that you're going through that you feel like you're alone in, I promise you're not the only one who's been through it. You're not the only one who's going through it. So the more we can talk about it, the better we all are for it. Exactly. That's exactly why I kind of started my page on YC date night. Cause I was struggling so much dating and I was like, there's no way I am the only person that, and I was also just obsessed with other people's dating stories, you know? Um, and as we all are, that's why like celebrity celebrity culture, we're all obsessed with like who's dating who and all of that. So, um, and that's why I started this podcast. So that's why I felt like you would be the perfect guest and you are. Um, so what is your relationship status? So I am in a long-term relationship. My boyfriend, Jake and I met on hinge 
Uh, we matched in January of 2021. So we've been dating for about a year and a half. Love it. And I met my boyfriend on Hinge. Did you have any mutual friends? We did have a lot of mutual friends. Also, I should mention, I worked at Hinge for a little bit over two years. I ran all of their socials and did a lot of video content and hosted a podcast for them too. And then Jake and I matched a few months after I was no longer working there. But yes, we did have mutual friends, one of whom is Helena Rosen, who I believe is- what are yeah. producers? Yeah. Yeah. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. So I texted Helena being like, what's the deal with this guy, Jake? And she's like, oh, on a scroll up in our text, you literally asked me about him in October. <laughs> and I was like, shut up. <laughs> oh my God. How did they know each other? They knew each other. They like interned together working at a country club one summer, like during college. And she gave me this whole story about how he was like her sweet green knight in shining armor. Cause she got her salad, got to the front, realized she didn't have her wallet. And suddenly <laughs> like Jake appeared and was like, I got you, Helena. Oh so she God. told me that story and I'm like, wow. Okay, cool. Seems like a good guy. And I'll yeah. like, whatever I get to the date with Jake. He does not remember the sweet green thing ever happening to this day. <laughs> um, but yes, we did have mutual friends. Oh my gosh. Like. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Listen, everyone wants to date the guy who's the knight in shining armor. So yep. that was knight a great shining story. Sweet green armor. We can credit Helena for your relationship, I think. Yep. And exactly. Hinge. Um, so you guys been dating for a year and a half and this isn't going to all be about your relationship, but like I said, I'm always so interested in that stuff. I feel like when I was on your podcast, you were just started to date him. You're pretty young. Is he your age? He's a year older. So I'm turning 28 this summer. He's turning 29 this summer. How did you guys become official? So it was six dates in and we six were dates. that's soon well, six dates. We became exclusive. No, but oh, oh, so you first became exclusive before yes. becoming boy. Okay. I always say, don't do that, but obviously it could work. We, and, and here's the thing. I never, before this, I never understood the difference. I was always asking people like, what is the difference between being exclusive versus being boyfriend and girlfriend or being yeah. in a relationship? And it frustrated me that there was such a defined difference for so many people. But then what happened with me and Jake was that our first, like our first, like two or three dates, I had been going on dates with someone else at the same time that ended. I was like, okay, I, I like this guy, Jake. Anyway, I ended up canceling by like date after date three, I ended up canceling plans that I had to go on first dates with other people because I was like, okay, I want to give this a real shot. And so I like sent those, that text to a few different guys being like, this is, I like hate to do this, but I met someone and I really want to give it a fair shot. And after on date six, Jake brought up like not seeing other people. And I, it was definitely early. I was like, whoa, like I'm not, I was not expecting him to bring yeah. this up today, but I was like, yeah, like I'm also not. And that sounds good. And it was interesting because that actually allowed me to feel so much more comfortable and confident in what was going on right. as opposed to being like, oh, like, I know I like this guy, but who knows if he's like going on other dates with people or talking to other people. So I need to like stay guarded and protect right. my heart and stuff. And so this kind of allowed me to like be open to the fact that, oh, this might actually go somewhere and I can mm -hmm. kind of relax and be more myself and really give it like a hundred percent of what I have. And then 
it was like a month later or so. And we started hanging out a lot more, like meeting each other's friends. And I was like, when is this guy going to ask me to be his girlfriend? Like he jumped the gun with the (laughs) thing. That's when it also, it's like very frustrating because it's like, he was going so fast. Is he changing his mind or? Right. Right. So I'm like, what, what is happening? And every single time we hung out, it like wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. And so finally one morning he like stepped over and we were laying in my bed and I look at him and I'm like, are you going to ask me to be your girlfriend or what? (laughs) And he goes, I thought you were my girlfriend. Okay. (laughs) I'm dead. I'm like, oh, that's news to me. So that's how it happens. Okay. I love that because that's exactly the type of thing I would do. I would just like, I feel like, and that's like when I feel like it's, you really have something with someone. If you can't look at them and be like, what is going like, hello, are you going to ask me? And if you don't feel comfortable enough to do that, then that's a problem in itself. So, but I do have the fact that you were only on date six, um, is, and he asked you to be exclusive. Usually I say like, when a guy asks you to be exclusive, your answer should be something like, so are you asking me to be your girlfriend? Because you want that clarity and you want, maybe he's too nervous to ask right away. And you don't want to be exclusive without having that boyfriend, girlfriend title. But if you're only six dates in, you don't necessarily know if you want to be boyfriend, girlfriend either. And the fact that he's asking you to be exclusive that early is a good sign. So I think that that's when like there's exceptions to every rule and that's like an exception, quote unquote, because it was so early on. Do you believe in the one? I don't think I do. I think there are a lot of different people that we could each make a partnership work with that we could each make like a marriage work with and raising kids work with. But I also think that there's like, there could be a different one based on different directions you go in your life and, and timing and stuff. Like there are a lot of people who I thought were, could have been the one, but maybe they weren't in the right place or I wasn't in the right place or they had something going on. Do I think that Jake is my soulmate? I don't know. Do I know that I like love him and want to do like life with him and that we are really compatible and get along so well? Absolutely. And like, to me, that's what, what matters. I think the concept of like, there's 7 billion people in the world and you have to find the one is just like, that puts so much pressure on it. I don't know. What do you think? No, I totally agree. I mean, same with Mark, you know, like I know that we're compatible. I know that like we, I like being with, you know, I love being with him and that, you know, I, I kind of think of it a lot of times as like, how would I feel if this guy left me? Like, or like there was a time, you know, where it was rocky and I wasn't sure if it was going to work out and I was devastated. And it's like, would I be that devastated if I didn't love him? So it's like, all I need to know is that I'm happy in our life together and that I don't want to lose him and that, you know, we work well. And then there's, I don't know anything else, but no one knows anything else, you know? And also there's different types of people. There's like romanticizers, you know, they're like, this is my soulmate, my bad. Like, I'm just not a soulmate person. I will never call anyone my soulmate. I just feel like it's a cringy word. I don't know. Yeah. I also think that if you meet someone and you're like, this is my soulmate. Like it's so like the connection is so electric between us. I don't know who I was before them. Like, I feel like that's unhealthy. Cause yeah. I have felt that way with people and all of those situations were incredibly toxic and unhealthy. Yeah, no, totally. I, I agree. I just feel like, and then what happens if you are relying, like 
you're putting all of your eggs in this one person's basket for your life. Like if like no one, the only person that you can count on in life is yourself because anything could happen to that other person. You don't want that to happen, but you don't. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that we have the same, the same stance on that. Um, did you have non-negotiables before him and did he like meet all of your, all the things that you were looking for? I don't think I did. I mean, I know like religion is something that's always been important to me. Like I knew I wanted to end up with somebody who was the same religion as me when that's Jewish. Um, that being said, I did date guys who weren't Jewish and was like, Oh, but like, I, I really want to be with this person again. Those were like not good situations, but I knew I wanted somebody who more so just like I felt calm with, I felt less anxious with. Um, I think my non-negotiables ended up being about how I felt with somebody. And I think that comes from like, I had a lot of dating anxiety and I never had anxiety in my life until I was in a really bad relationship. And after that, it was like, I couldn't trust anyone. If somebody didn't text me back on a Friday night, I would assume that they were on a date with somebody else. Even if we were literally in a relationship, you know, like I had so much dating anxiety because of what this one person kind of did to me. And so for me, it wasn't like they had to go to like X type of college or be like making X number of dollars a year or year, have this type of family or whatever. It was more so like how I felt with the person. And I feel like that's kind of what I went off of. I'm sure Jake, like never made you have to wonder on a Friday night, you know, like, and that's the thing. It's really like, you could blame it on that one bad guy that you dated. And I'm sure that like, it was very scarring, but like the right person knows how to like, not make you feel anxious, especially when you're dating him on a Friday night. Like that's they'll make sure that they're because they're thinking about you too and they're right for you and they'll just know how to like calm your nerves. Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is like we had a really open communication from the start. And it's interesting, like because I talk about my dating life basically for a living, like he was listening to the episode. So he was hearing about my past dating experiences. And so I think that kind of clued him in. Like he heard that I needed like really open communication. And he heard that I had a lot of dating anxiety and texting anxiety and stuff. So I think, but, but also he was in a place where he, if had he met the right person, he would have wanted to pursue something with them. And like, we both talk about this all the time where it's like, had we met like six months, a year, two years earlier, we probably would not have ended up together because we were not ready. We had a lot going on with our careers. We had a lot going on with our personal lives and stuff. And we just weren't in the place to like be able to make something like this work. And so when we did meet and we were in that right place in that right mindset, we were able to communicate. We were able to do the things that we each needed each other to do. Um, but it was funny with him listening to episodes. Like he also heard my co-host Jonah at the time being like, anyone who's trying to date Alana, like she's not over her ex. So like, give up now. She's still in love with him. And I'm like, Oh my God, Jake is literally listening to this. Yeah. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Well, I mean, obviously Jonah was not right. Correct. I know that you like go around. I was looking at your Instagram. You go around asking people questions like on the street. I love it. Um, and I want to know your thoughts on some of it. Like what would you do if a guy asked you to split a check on the first date? 
Oh my God. I love that question. Cause I also, I know your thoughts on it. So <laughs> yeah. I, Every, everyone knows my thoughts. Yes. <laughs> well, first of all, and I'll get to, I'll get to the answer, but I love how you like own it where you're like, if, if a guy takes you up on splitting the check, like absolutely not goodbye. Like, and, and I like how you're like, if, if you disagree, then this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's just like, not cause it's, I mean, it, it could be in other ways, I guess, but it's just, the way that I think about it is like, everybody asks me all the time. Um, like if a guy splits a check, should I stay with him or whatever? And the the thing is that it's like, if you don't care, then like you should stay with it. Like, sure. If you really like him and that doesn't bother you, but it's like, if you're asking me, it's already like showing that it's bothering you. Like if it bothers you, you have to, you have to listen to yourself and what you want. No one could tell you what you want, you know? So yeah. like, there's some instances where it's like, if a guy hits me, you know, should I stay with him? Like, no. And even if you want that, you shouldn't, you know, like there are some things, but like when it comes to stuff like that, it's like, it's such a personal thing. And like, that's my personal stance because of maybe how I grew up and all that stuff. Totally. Totally. And, and I respect that a lot. I would, it, I'll, I'll always offer. I've always yeah. offered. Yeah. Um, I expect that they're going to be like, are you kidding? Like put that away. Stop. Right. Um, I don't know that of all the first dates I've been on, I've actually like, they've accepted it. Mm-hmm. If they did, I'd be like, mm, interesting. Yeah. And if everything else on the date was great, I would give it another chance but I would definitely be like, okay, noted. I'm going to keep that in mind. Right. But I mean, I've had friends who I had a friend who recently went on a date with somebody where he paid the first time. And then the second time he got three drinks and she got one drink. And he asked if he could Venmo her for half of it, like Venmo request her for half of it because he paid the first time. Okay. Yeah. So like that first time doesn't show everything, I guess. But that's like, oh, that's so gross. Like I would rather anything than a guy asking about to Venmo me or me Venmo him in like those beginning stages. It's like the word Venmo should not ever Ever. enter or like exit your mouth. Ever. It's like the least romantic thing on the planet. And that's Um, also in general how I feel about like split. Like I, you know, I grew up splitting bills with my friends or splitting, you know, like checks at restaurants. So it's like, even if you want to be like kind of even- in the money space, like have him pay for one meal, then you pay for not in the beginning, but in general, I'd rather just treat him to a whole meal than Mm -hmm. to split the bill. Like, I just feel like it's so not romantic. Like you said, totally my thing. I think by like the second or third date, if I knew we were doing like drinks and then dinner or like an activity and then drinks or something, I definitely will get to a point where I'm like, okay, like I feel bad. No, like, I don't know I why agree. I just, I feel bad. And I'm like, this person doesn't know me. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to see them again. Like they're spending all this money on me. So I would always be like, okay, I know like, let's say we were getting meeting up for drinks before dinner. I would be like, I know you're not going to let me pay for dinner. I got drinks. You can get dinner. And that would make me feel good. I totally agree. I know I come off as like, oh, he has to pay for everything for the first, like you know, for the rest of our lives. But like I thinking back, it's one of the things that I like wish I said differently in my last podcast, because I did offer to get, you know, I, I did like strongly offer to get the drinks before like our second date with Mark and he didn't accept the second date, but then like the fifth date, you know, he accepted like me 
getting the like we went rock climbing and then we went to the Spaniard and well first rock climbing then to a brewery where he got both those things and the Ubers there. And then we went to the Spaniard and I offered to get the drinks and he was like, yeah, you could get the drinks and I'll get dinner. And that was the first time that he accepted, but I've offered like twice yeah. since, you know, so I, I agree, especially when, you know, there's like a couple parts to the date. It's nice yeah. to offer, but he, I just feel like the first three dates, it should be like, a he should say it, you know, hard I, that. I also, yeah. I really, I like, and I, I kind of agree with what you said about not necessarily agree or disagree. Oh, and I will yeah. answer the question. About oh yeah. What I, sorry. Um, I always, Oh no, I think I did. I think I did. I think yeah. you did answer it. Okay, I think good. I did what you were saying about like with you and Mark, where it's like, he gets like date nights and then you'll get like seamless or like things in between, like, like Ubers to dinner or like whatever. Right. It's like, that is actually for the most part, what Jake and I do. Like he will get most dinners. Sometimes we'll split it, but whenever it's like, whenever we order in or cook, like I'll go get the groceries. Like right. I'll get us the tickets to like, we're going to John Mulaney in a few weeks. Like I got like the tickets to that. So then like, he'll get the dinners and stuff. So it's totally. like, we do kind of do stuff like that, but like, I know he likes to treat me to dinner and like, yeah. I feel bad, but then I'm like, okay, no, I do get other things. And then we also talk about like, he's, so he's moving in and the end of the summer, I, ask. Oh. I live in a one bedroom and my rent is like twice what his rent is right now. Cause he has roommates. And so he's also like, well, I know that you pay so much more for rent and like you have the dog and you pay for all the things, but like the dog, you know, the yeah. dog's mine and it's not necessarily yeah. ours yet, Yeah, <laughs> but I do like appreciate him like recognizing that. And then in him, like kind of recognizing that and then being like, let me get dinner. If him get dinner, it does make me feel better where it's like, you're right. Like I spent a buttload of money on all of this stuff. So I guess you can treat me. Exactly. Exactly. So how did you guys, how did the move in conversation go? And how did the conversation of like, how you guys are going to split rent go? Yeah. So the move in conversation kind of happened when like almost a year, like last fall. So we hadn't even been dating for like a full year, but I was looking for apartments and I ended up finding this apartment where I was taking over someone's lease. It was a one bedroom. And he was like, he, he had previously had an apartment with the same like building management company. And he had an awful experience with them. And he was like almost mad at first. He was like, Lana, you cannot live there. Like you cannot deal with these people. He was like, don't expect me to move into that apartment. I never, ever will. I'm like, shit. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, and and this was the first time I saw him like really like mad and heated Mm. about something. And I'm like, I don't know, like maybe he'll get over this. I don't really know. Like cross the bridge when we get there. And so after that, we kind of decided like, okay, so I'll ride out this lease. We'll see how it goes. And so he you did, calm did down. move in. You did move into that I, apartment. I did move in okay. and he did calm down about it. And <laughs> it kind of was just like, well, after his next lease is up, he'll just move in right. or we'll find another place. And as the like real estate market, as everyone knows, is a complete disaster right yeah. now, it became very clear that we were just not going to find another place. And we were going to stay yeah. here. And he has very much calmed down, does not really care anymore. Yeah. Um, but it kind of was just like, okay, I'll move in and then I'll move. I'll either stay or I'll move into a different place. And then when his lease is up, like it just made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because I have talked to other people who have like been in relationships for a similar amount of time or even longer. And I've been like, Oh, like to my, like one of my friends, I'm thinking of like, Oh, are you guys like moving in after 
your releases are up. She's like, no, like I want to, but he doesn't yet. I'm like, shit, that's stressful. It is. I mean, me, Mark and I kind of had a situation like that where he, he was the first person to bring it up like really early on, but then when it came time for it to happen, he like freaked out and the same thing happened with proposal. But, um, like it's just, yeah, like some people meet someone who's on this. It sounds like you guys are in the same, on the same exact page and like in the same exact stage of life and like the same, have the same like timeline in mind. And that's like, you get really lucky. And then other people aren't in that same exact timeline at the same, you know, at the same time. And it's like, it doesn't mean that it's not right. It just means that you, they met at different stages in their life and it it makes it a little bit more challenging. Exactly. But challenging, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. You just have to really like openly communicate and be like, okay, well, you don't want to move in. I do like, can we figure out a time in between that works for both of us? Or like, why don't we try like living together for like a few weeks or something just to see how it goes and see if like, maybe it is something that you're interested in doing, or if not, like at what point would you be ready to? Cause I need to know. No, totally. And it was, it's just, it could be so many things. Also you have to understand, like, is it because you're not sure about our relationship, like about me, or is it because you're not sure about you know, living with someone else in general and all this stuff with Mark, it was just that he just like, didn't realize that he would have like these fear, this big fear of commitment that like, you know, and now that like, he's gotten down on one knee and he did it, like, he doesn't have that fear anymore. It's like, but it was like this big, like black cloud that was like looming over him that like, I guess the fear of the unknown, I think a lot of guys like just build it up. Like all this, all these like milestones where girls think about it more like realistically, like, Hey, we've been together for X amount of time. It's working out. This is the next easy step. And like, it's just, we're just like, you know, we're being logical about it and they're just like, not so. Yeah. It's also funny because everyone has such different opinions. It's like me and Jake moving in together after a year and a half. Some of my friends are like, Oh my God, that's so soon. Like, are you ready for that? And other people are like, yeah, totally. That makes sense. And and then other, I have other friends who like moved in with their partners after like nine months. And I'm like, damn, that's really quick. Right. You know? So it like, it, it's totally different. And then there are people who don't live together until they're married. And I personally think that's batshit crazy, but other people think that makes sense. So yeah, it's it's, their own. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we can have as many roles as we want, but at the end of the day, everyone's just going to do their own thing and everyone's different. So yeah. Last two questions. Um, have you guys like spoken about proposal timeline or like, so yes, actually also to answer your previous question for splitting the rent. Um, yes, yes. we never really were like, Oh, well, like you make this much. I make that like, we were just like, we're just going to split it. Okay. We have actually, we haven't even said we're going to split it. Right. But like, we both just know that that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that just feels fine. Like totally. Yeah. Proposal timelines. Yes. So that's another funny thing where it's like, I have friends who have been dating their partners for like three years and have never spoken about it. Mm -hmm. And then me and him, and I don't know if it's because of like my work and the fact that all I do is talk about dating and relationships or, or the fact that we're just very open with each other, but yeah, we're like very, very open about it. Um, we have a, we planned a trip to Hawaii in December and I, he told me that his mom 
was like, oh, like, are you going to propose to Alana on the trip? And he's like, no, mom, I'm not going to propose to Alana on the trip. He told me that. And my response was, why not? It sounds yeah. perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's like, what my response would be too. <laughs> I'm like, it's December. You ha- it's June. Now you have enough time to like, plan for both of our families to be there. Like, <laughs> and then like, well, it's, cause also it's like every weekend, it's like another one of our friends is getting engaged. Like we mm-hmm. have so many weddings coming up for the first time. And so it's, it's just such a topic. And I think it's interesting because, and I'm curious what your take was on this, where like, I've now seen every type of proposal where like the girl knew down to like the day that it was happening, or like the girl did not know at all, or every single one of the friends knew because there was the surprise party planned, or the guy told none of the girl's friends. And I've had such differing opinions on it as they've unfolded where like my first friend who got like close friend who got engaged, I like planned the, the surprise engagement party. I helped him plan the proposal. I photographed the proposal and it was like, so fun to see her like be so surprised and and the brunch after with the family. And then the thing at night with all of her friends who flew in, but then recently one of my friends got engaged and this is the one where like he told nobody and it seemed so special for her to be able to tell her friends and them genuinely be surprised yeah versus them already having known and like everyone talking about it and right like not her friends knowing that she was getting engaged you know so we talk about that too and he's like okay noted now Alana doesn't want to surprise me I'm like confusing he's he must be very confused (laughs) yeah what did you and Mark do like how did that unfold oh my gosh I mean like I've been I was I was just trying to get him to the point where he was like comfortable proposing because he had such a fear of it. Um, and you know, and we were like up and down, I was like, I don't know, I'm not going to wait any longer. Like, you know, not, you can't force a guy to propose obviously. Like, and you, you can't force him to stay with you or leave. Like a guy's going to do what he wants to do. Um, so like this whole, like giving an ultimatum thing, it's like, sure you can give it, but like, he's only going to like, accept that ultimatum and like go with it if he actually wants to be with you. And the only thing that it'll do, I think is, is speed it up a little bit, or at least get that conversation going. I go through like the whole story in my next, it's like such a story. So it's, it's a difficult question. I know you were recording (laughs) that. I I'm very excited. Yeah. It's a, I mean, and I, I didn't even explain it well. And I didn't even like portray how difficult it, I feel like I didn't, it didn't come across how like horrible some of the moments were for me. It was just like literally horrible for both of us. He put himself through torture too. And he knows, and he's like, now that he did it, he's like, I wish I didn't put myself and you through all this torture. Yeah. By the time it was happening, I was like, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care like how, or like if my friends knew if they didn't, it turns out a lot of them, some of them knew some of them didn't. All I cared about no matter what is that I was surprised Mm-hmm. not surprised that he was proposing. Cause obviously we'd spoken about it a billion right. times and like, I wouldn't be with him if he wouldn't eventually be proposing or like, you know, we've been together now for three years, so it had to happen soon, but just surprised in the moment. And he was able to do that. So I was happy, you know, you and go. this, especially the him surprising me with my family, like that was the best part. So. Yeah. I think that's important to like, know what you do care about and the rest doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, it's not like a proposal isn't for Instagram. A proposal isn't for like the reaction of everyone else. A proposal is like somebody asking you or you asking somebody to like spend your life together and expression of love. And it's like, it's become such a commercial thing. And it like, I feel like it 
it's like, like asking someone to prom, like became yeah. a proposal type yeah. of thing where it's like, it has to be this huge, huge, like flashy event and like spectacle. And it definitely didn't used to be like that. I feel like the same thing no. about like bachelorette parties and stuff. It's like, everything is for the content and for totally. pictures and the videos and stuff. And like, it just, it's sad. Cause it's like, that's not what it's about. No. And I think that that was like a huge thing of like, another pressure that Mark felt like he had because like I'm an influencer and he felt like, or in general, like he felt like he needed to like plan this lavish, like whole thing. And it's like, no, like just, if you had the ring, I mean, listen, I'm not going to say yes without the ring because for a lot of reasons, but like, it just also shows like your commitment to it. But like, if you just proposed here right now and you had the ring, I would say yes. You know, like, I don't care about all that other stuff. Like, obviously it was, it's nice, but I just don't care. And I just, he just, I think that that, that becomes like a whole thing, like a, an extra pressure for guys. Yeah. Well, cause also guys aren't used to doing that. Right. Girls are used to, for like more so girls are more used to like the content surrounding things and, oh, like I have to like, remember to get a photographer. Cause duh, like that's something that would be second nature to a girl, but like a guy right. might not necessarily like think about that or, or like know how to go about it. Not at all. And I did want pictures. So I was like, Mark, you know, you're going to have to get, like, I just felt like I needed to tell him like some basic things that like yeah. or shouldn't be basic, but because of the world we live in, I was like, you got to have a, someone taking pictures there. I don't care if it's yeah. professional or not, but like, you have to capture the moment. We're going to end this on, well, first, can I just have like, what's your I don't know. Do you have like one main piece of advice for girls that are struggling, like in the dating scene? Oh my God. It's so funny. Cause I ask everybody this on seeing other people now and everybody always struggles to answer. It's, it's like such, it's a, such a hard question. question. Like I promise whatever you are going through, you are not alone. And what you're feeling is completely normal. And if you're struggling right now, I promise it's not going to feel like that forever. And every, here's my biggest piece of advice. Every date, whether it goes well, whether it goes poorly, whether you get a next date out of it, every date should be a learning experience because there's so much to learn in dating about yourself, about what you're interested in, about what you like, what you don't like, and just about like human connection and the world around you. So go into every date, not being like, oh my God, I need to impress them. Oh my God, I need to make this go well. I need them to be obsessed with me. Just go into every date wanting to have a good time and wanting to learn something. And if you get another date out of it, great. If not, at least you had a good time and learned something. Couldn't agree more. Okay. And can you just tell everyone uh, where they can find you? Yes. You can find me at seeing other people and you can find seeing other people wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm at Alana Dunn on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you.